We are live. Welcome to Funnels and Follow-Up, everybody. The show where you learn how to keep your sales pipeline full to the brim and then follow up with those people to turn prospects into clients and clients into raving fans. So, Kat, have you ever sat down with somebody who started selling you and afterwards you felt like you needed a shower? I have sat down with people that afterwards I felt like I needed a Silkwood shower. Oh, that's, that's. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, boys and girls, and look that up. Silkwood shower. That's mm, intense. Yeah. yeah, I guess the younger was wouldn't know that. Yeah, the, anyway. The younger generation would not know that. Silkwood yeah. showers. And basically, Silkwood was a show about a, uh, a movie about a, um, uh, a, a nuclear power plant and uh, things that went wrong in the power plant and um, not unlike Spock going in uh, to fix the, what was it, the generator that he fixed? The the engine, the dilithium. Crystal. The dilithium crystal engine. Um, yeah, the, the one of the characters goes in and fixes something and gets all contaminated and then has to take this anti-contamination shower. It's intense. So it's, anyway. Anyway, that's a Silkwood shower. <laughs> now that we spend 10 minutes on that. Totally off topic. Yeah. So what we want to talk to you about is not making people want to take a Silkwood shower after you talk to them. Right. I mean, really, the, the title of this show is Sales is, what was it again? Sales, sales not is a not a four-letter word. Well, it's not. S-A-L-E-S. -E it's a five-letter word. Hello. So we hear it all the time. In fact, I used to say it myself. I'm not a salesman. Well, you know what? I have my own business. I am a salesman. And I shouldn't be embarrassed by that. I shouldn't feel like people are put off by that. You have to sell. That's right. If you're in business, you have to sell. But you don't have to do it slimy and sleazy. You can do it with integrity. You should do not. You could. You should. You do should it. absolutely. Do if, you, if you believe, if you believe in your product or service, if you know it's going to help somebody, why would you not sell it? Yeah, I think I think the consummate. Um, I'm not a salesman. A uh, salesman is your father, actually. Um, yeah. So your your father is a CPA, um, and. He has built himself, well, now he's in, in retirement mode, but he built himself over the years a very successful practice um, with some very uh, high-profile businesses, high-profile clients. And I don't mean high-profile like, you know, Fortune 500 companies, but I mean, you know, intense companies, uh, a, a diamond wholesaler in New York, um, a very specialized and very high-end um, uh, uh, furniture, antique furniture um, uh, uh, sales uh, company in New York. Um, store. 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 Store, yeah. Store. It, was, it was a store. It was a company. Um, it was a place where we, when we went to visit one time, because uh, they are personal friends also of your family, and, and you went to sit down on a chair, you immediately stopped because the chair was $250,000. Yeah, I'm not putting oh, my don't sit on down chair. on that chair. No, we're not. So, so your father is somebody who always said, I'm not a salesperson. I, and, I, I and, he, and here's the thing. He never was. He never owned a business card. 
No. Uh, that, I mean, his business was by referral. And all he did is speak to people. They hired him or didn't hire him, period. But we all, the times have changed. Right. Times have changed so much since then. But not only that, times haven't changed in that his business was by referrals. So one person said to another person, hey, this is who I use. This is who you should look into. Um, a, a company that was since bought out by a bigger multinational conglomerate, um, but they built a family-owned business from the ground up where they fixed radios and communication systems in all kinds of ships, including cruise cruise ships. Um, you know, they came to him in the beginning because they were referred by somebody. Even if you're referred, you have to make the sale. You, you have, have to represent to yourself. Exactly. You've got to represent yourself well. You have to... Um, you have to get the referral. Um, you've you've got to uh, you've got to follow up with the referral. So let's take let's take for example um, your your father getting the referral for um, for the radio company for the communications company. Okay. And it was a referral from somebody else that he was doing business with, uh, and the, these. The husband and wife team, which later brought on the daughter, and so family-owned business, the husband and wife team had just come to the United States. So they're English, no so bueno. It was actually German. Um, so uh, English, nine. Uh, and <laughs> nine, nine so much. Nine, nine so much. English. Um, and they were referred. And so the process was following up funnels and follow up folks following up with this referral and there is a sales process involved and sales is not buy my crap buy my crap buy my crap please buy my crap buy my crap now that's not sales sales is and sales should always be Here's your problem. Here's the pain that it's causing you. Here's the solution that I offer. And, and, here, and here's why I'm the best solution for this problem. That's right. And here's why I'm the best solution for this problem. Too often, I think businesses fail because of you know, Barry, basically the attitude that you had, the attitude that so many business owners have, which is. I'm not a salesman. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. When the, the visual that's brought up when you say salesman or I'll be a little more politically correct salesperson because I was already corrected on my Facebook page that it's, it could be a salesperson. Yes. When we say salesman, please understand we mean all genders and pronouns. Well, wait a second, Barry, you're a salesman and I'm a saleswoman. Okay? You're a sales chick. You a are a sales chick. No, no, no. I'm a sales goddess. Oh, excuse me. You know, let's call it like it is. I'm a sales goddess, but that's beside the point. Anyway, so so let me let me just get to my point on this. The the image that's conjured up when we say salesman is the used car salesman. And 
all respect to used car salesmen, used car salesmen, salespeople's that I know. Mm-hmm. I know you're not sleazy. Unfortunately, that's the stigma that goes with used car salesmen. Yep. You know, it's a stigma and it's not always true. It's usually not true, but it's the type where you sit down to make the sale and they start showing you the pictures of their kids. You know, if they don't make the sale, their kids aren't going to eat tonight. That's the image that's conjured up when people say salesman. Well, because for so many years, that's what they were taught to do. We only do what we're taught to do. We only do what we know how to do. And so today you will learn a different way. <gasps> so, so tell us, Catherine, what is that different way? Oh, sales goddess. A sale is not about you, the person selling. A sale is about them, the person buying. And we're always selling. Um, when we're when we're in a situation that is business oriented, don't be selling to your friends who have no chance of referring you. Um, don't be selling on Facebook to your family who still has no idea what it is that you do in your business, even though you've explained it to them 37 million times till sunshine. You sell to people who could use your end product, people who can refer you to those who could use your end product, people who you can have a joint venture partnership with or some sort of give and take partnership, shared partnership you have the same clients, you have the same potential clients. So that's who you're selling to. So so rule number one, don't be selling on Facebook all the time, uh, especially Facebook. You know, LinkedIn, you're giving information about business. Facebook, you're doing 80% personal, 20% mentioning the fact that you have a business so people don't forget. And so you're not, um, you know, you're not selling there. When you are making a sale, you're actually informing people. You're informing them about what you do. So when you're standing up selling at your BNI meeting, you're welcome, Nate Dominguez, for that free little plug there. Nate Dominguez and his uh, and his lovely wife Kelly own BNI in Arizona. So when you're standing up at your BNI meeting, uh, when you are uh, when you're at your networking meeting, you are selling. You're telling people the problem that you have seen among your clients and potential clients, the pain point, the pain that it causes, and the reason why you are the best solution to the pain. That's all selling is. And here's the thing if you start thinking, that everyone is your potential client, that's when you become bad at it. Mm -hmm. That's when your message is not clear and it sounds like you're being sleazy. It sounds like you're being pushy. If you know exactly who you're selling to. With us, it always goes back to your ideal client. Who is your ideal high paying client? If you know who that is, you have the solution to their problem. You know their pain points. They hear what you're saying because you're speaking in their language. So you're not selling. You're, you are 
offering them a solution. You're, you have a resource for them. You have a way to solve their problem. Absolutely. It, it should be as easy as that. And then it's, it's very simple. They go, I need what you have. Here's my credit card. Right. So yesterday we were speaking to, um, uh, to a new client and uh, he's a chiropractor and he likes to inform people of the particular type of, of chiropractic that he does. And he likes to tell people about it and he likes to inform people and he likes to um, do all the things we talked about up until the sale. So here's the problem that you may be having. Uh, here's some of the pain points, quite literally, uh, that, that this problem causes. Uh, and, and here's the solution. And here's why this solution is the best solution for you. And that's where he stops. And so in a conversation, we pointed out the fact that if you're in the audience and you have this problem, uh, for example, migraine headaches, you're in the audience and you have this problem about migraine headaches and, and you get them all the time and you, and you are sick and tired of the medication because the medication makes you groggy or dizzy or whatever. Medication has side effects. And you go and you listen to all these things that this particular type of chiropractic adjustment can do for you, but you are not invited to take the next step. You sometimes wonder. What? What am I supposed to do? Tell me what to do. Always, always, always give a call to action. Tell me what to do. Is and it, that's yeah, is it call you? Is it? text for more information? Is it sign up for your program? Is it purchase one of your packages? Whatever it is, if you don't tell the person you're speaking to or the audience that you're speaking to what to do next, they're not going to do anything. How are you going to help them if they don't do anything? A sale is simply an invitation. Look, Barry, you've got migraines all the time. You're taking your medication. Sometimes they relieve the migraine. Sometimes they don't relieve the migraine. Um, and sometimes they just not only relieve it or not relieve it, but they also make you tired and loopy. Here's what I do. Here's the process that I use. Here are the end results. Now, logically, we think, okay, now that you've told them, they should choose to use you or not choose to use you. But that's not the case. Think about yourself. You, you get some information, but you don't necessarily take the next step unless and until this is where the sale comes in. So Barry, what I believe for you is that we do an exam we take some pictures of your neck and your head and your spine. And then we go on an adjustment protocol that within six visits, I believe it may be a little bit more, maybe a little bit less when we get into it. But I think probably around six visits, you will have relief from your migraines. Now it won't be permanently because we do things as, as humans. You may 
you know, you may sleep wrong, you may be stressed out, and every once in a while you need a new adjustment. But to really get to the root of the problem, this is what I invite you to do. Sign me up. Sign me up. That's selling. That's selling. Now, you also want to listen to what the person that you're talking to is saying to make sure what you have will solve their problem. Yep. It might be that they have something or they need something that you can't provide, but you have to listen. Absolutely. Uh, if we go back to the car salesman, if if a car salesman sees a client walk through the door, prospective customer walk through the door, a good salesman is going to ask them what their needs are. Yep. You know, do they need a minivan? Do they need a sports car? You know, if it's a midlife, midlife crisis, what's the car that you need? You, the, they're going to listen. The bad salesman is going to go and just push whatever vehicle their manager said they have to push this week. And the, you're going to be put into a vehicle that is not right for you. Right. Uh, selling, evil selling, um, the four-letter word selling comes into play when I walk into a car dealership I and we'll use the car dealership and I say, you know, hey, um, we're expecting our first little child and uh, and and I need a car. Oh, you know, I've always I've always wanted a fun, fast car and maybe later in life I'll get that. I didn't get that now, but, you know, now I've got to think practical. And the car salesman says, no, no, here's a little Corvette and you can strap the kid in in this little space in the back. No worries. You get your fast sports car and you have a little space for your newborn. That's evil selling. That's, you know, no, that's not what I need. No, no, you really need this. Trying to convince someone that they don't, that they need what they don't need, that's wrong. That's a great word, convincing. If Con you have if you have to convince, you haven't done your job. Yeah. If you so have to convince, they might not need or want what you have. And that's okay. Yeah. Selling is not a bad thing. Convincing, uh, coercing, those are bad words. Those are those are bad words because you don't want to do that. You want to listen for the problem, offer a solution. And, and lead them to the close. Lead them to say, okay, I want to work with you. Now, Bear, what would you do if somebody goes, mm, I don't know, it's it's a little too much. I, You know, maybe I can, you know, maybe I can get away with the, this plumbing issue. I'm having this horrible plumbing issue. Maybe I can get away with, you know, doing it on my own. Maybe I can... You know, maybe I can pour some more Drano down the, you know, down the pipes. I don't, well, he, I don't know. You know, they, now you're talking about putting a Band-Aid on the problem, which is going to cost you more later. Or just having having me, the professional plumber, come in and take care of it now. This way you won't have to deal with it again, period. The choice is yours. I'm not going to twist your arm, but I truly believe that if you try to fix it yourself, here's what could happen. Number one, it may be a temporary fix. Number two, 
you could blow it up and it could be a lot worse. You know, we, we could have to go in there with jackhammers after you're done. So think of that expense and that possibility. I, for what it's going to cost you now, it will save you money down the road. The choice is yours. The choice is always theirs. Mm -hmm. And you also want to give them back their words. You know, hey, I, I keep trying to, you know, pour Drano on it and it works for a minute or two. And then, you know, a couple of days later, it's it's bad. You you want to listen, let them talk. You want to listen to what they're saying. You know, you told me you've been trying the Drano approach and it hasn't worked. You also don't want to use unnecessary scare tactics. So an unnecessary scare tactic would be, um, well, you know, if you continue to do that, we may have to dig up your, you know, your entire front yard, backyard and your neighbor's yard. If that's not the case, don't say it. If it is the case, do say it because you also don't want somebody blindsided. That's right. So scare tactics are saying something that will never happen. That that's a scare tactic or we, you know would happen if the moon is full on the 29th day of February uh you know on a bright sunny you know it, it was a bright sunny day that day and the moon is full and the sky is clear and it's the 29th of February which as we know happens every 4 years. Don't say that. Don't don't say a situation that that will only happen then. And also false scarcity. Um, oh, we, we've all gone gone to timeshare sales. Ugh. And that's false. If you don't buy it now, the price will never be this low again. If or I can go online and I can get it for cheaper. See, consumers today are really, really smart. I'm sorry to, to, to just interrupt you like that. But that's the other thing. Consumers today are really, really smart. So if you say something stupid like that, they're going to, they already know that you're lying. Continue, Barry. I apologize. No, I'm done. No, no. Talk about the timeshare sales. You just did. You stole my thunder. No, thunder again. No, I have no thunder left. <sighs> In all seriousness, you, you you know, as Barry was saying, the timeshare sales and the pitch. And the pitch is? Get it now because the price will never be this low again. We, we by law, we have to make, we, we say this offer now and that we're not going to give it to you again. We can't legally give you that offer again. What are you what are you saying? Yes. Oh. That was that was B. B. S. S. That was pretty good for doing it backwards. I know. That's why I had to think. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Don't don't buy into the false scarcity. Uh odds are pretty good that if it's something that you want and you need to think about it, um, if you truly need to think about it. Uh, you need to consult your wife or business partner, whatever it happens to be. The price will be there. The offer will still still be there. If the offer is not there, nine times out of 10, that's not somebody you want to work with. 
That's right. Nine times out of 10. There's a 10th time where they truly may be getting rid of that offer, that price. You know, so you have you have to weigh your options. I went off track there a lot. Right. So my apologies. Um, yeah, no, you you you're absolutely right. There are sales, you know, we see sales. Macy's is having a one-day sale, uh, you know, Target is having a one-day sale. Uh and and that is real. And you could have a sale. You can have a holiday sale, a summertime sale, a it's the owner's birthday sale and whatever your product or service is, you may put it on sale for one day. You may put it on sale for one week. And that's different. You want to let people know that it's a sale, but you never want to have a false sense of scarcity, a false sense of um, you've got to buy it now. And, and, and certainly you never want to say something that people can look up and know that what you've just said is bull. Dinky. Dinky. Um, that, and that what that's going to do, and depending on the business you're in, how small the industry is or how big the industry is, it's just going to give you a bad reputation. You, you're going to, you will lose business because of it, not from just this one person, but from everybody else they tell. You can, you can make the sales experience um, pleasurable for your prospect. So this way, not only do you get the sale, but you get the referrals because it was pleasurable. If you make it a painful experience where you're just pulling teeth to try to sell them something that they obviously don't want, you're not going to get the sale mm -hmm. because you're not listening to see for, for what they truly need. And you're not going to get the potential referrals that they could give. That's right. I know when, when we do business with people or businesses, if it's a pleasurable, pleasurable experience, we tell everybody about it. Yeah. If it's a lousy experience, we tell more people about it. That's right. You know, uh, Google Yelp, uh, services like that have made this something where a business could be destroyed. Well, a business could be destroyed by falsely reporting something and, you know, you should never do that. And, and there's a whole lot of techniques on, you know, making sure your, reputa your reputation is good. But, you know, a business can also lose a lot of money because they've done something stupid because they've lied. So here's a, here's an example. Um, of doing business the right way. Uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona, where we live, there is a an appliance store, uh, Spencer's. Spencer's TV and Appliance. You're welcome for the free plug. So We, we, uh, accept, we accept sponsorship dollars pleasurably. That's right. Um, graciously. Graciously. Okay. So a couple of years ago, we uh, we renovated our kitchen and we went to Spencer's. We do like to, you know, first try and do business locally. Um, and we went to Spencer's and Spencer's uh, says that they will beat any price. And we walked in and we had a very knowledgeable salesperson, which is always wonderful. When, when you're dealing with somebody who is knowledgeable and listens to your needs, that is always really, really good. Um, and he listened to our needs and he understood what we needed. And there, uh, they, they 
their claim is that they will beat any price. And so our salesperson said, we'll beat any price, but we're always usually the lowest. Now, nowadays, everyone has one of these. And for those who are listening on the podcast, one of these is in fact your cell phone. And, you know, people just don't leave home without it, more so than the American Express card. And we looked up everything that we looked at. You're going to make this claim. We're going to look it up. And sure enough, the only person that came at about the same price was a place in the Midwest. Where we would have had to pay for shipping. Right. Where we would have had to pay for shipping. The point being, everything was truthful. Everything was on the up and up. There was no false exaggeration. There was no coercion. There was, there was no pressure. What we knew was that we needed to get a dishwasher, a, uh, a stove and a refrigerator. And what we knew was these were the things that we wanted. We don't have gas. We didn't want electric anymore. Um, we wanted, uh, what, what is the what is the other thing that we got? It's induction. Induction. Yeah, not no, it's, all, it's it's all electric. It's but all the, electric. The point is, we we went in knowing mostly what we wanted, uh, and when there was something with features that were more than we needed, he told us. He says, "You really don't need that. You don't need to oh. knock on the door of your refrigerator to see what's inside. So a little screen would come on, see what's inside." It's a great novelty, but you don't need to pay that extra thousand dollars for it. That's right. And he's absolutely right. So he didn't oversell. He listened to us, what our needs were, and he had the solution to our needs. It was simple. It was simple. And that's what the experience should be. Business owners, you're in the sales business. Period. Even if you hire someone, you better be able to make the sale better than anyone that you hire at any given time because you need to believe in your product. You need to know from your deepest knowing that this is the best solution for a particular problem. Not every problem, not every person, but for a particular person and a particular problem, you offer the best solution. You do it in integrity. You do it with more value than price. And that's an important one. Don't, you don't have to discount. You don't have to be a lower price than anyone else in your arena. But what you do have to do is offer more value than the price. If the price is a dollar, you're giving them a dollar twenty-five in value. You're giving them a dollar fifty in value. Oh, and, and yeah, and that's that could be a whole other show. In fact, it probably will be a whole other show. Right. So the the I forgot what I was going to say. I just lost it. Go ahead. The bottom, <laughs> you know, you you you've got the value. You've you've got the belief in your product, in your company, in your service, in yourself. You're not coercing. You're not convincing. You are simply informing and inviting. 
That's what sales is all about. So to each and every one of you out there that owns a business that is looking to offload the sales to someone else, don't offload it. Absolutely. As you grow, have additional salespeople, have a sales team, have more people out there that can inform the public of your product or service and why you are different. But as the owner, as the person who created this business, you are the first salesperson. Embrace selling, love selling, do it with integrity and do it with a clear vision of helping others. And with that, I would like to invite everybody to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Cohen Coaching. If you're listening to us on audio only, we are on iTunes, Funnels and Follow-Up, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, all of those audio channels. Uh, the show is Funnels and Follow-Up. We invite you to subscribe, like, comment. Uh, we love to hear from you. So go ahead and check all those out. And we'll see everyone next time on Funnels and Follow-Up. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.